If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to Sunday Travels on social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you get your social information. And Miss Charm School Podcast is now available on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and just about everywhere you get your potties. Now let's go ahead and get into this episode. Hey Charmers, hey Charmers, come on in. Welcome in to another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome, welcome. You know the drill. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. I hope you have your libations, something sexy to sip on, some infused water, alkaline water, mint in your water, some wine. Um, I tried a hard kombucha the other day. Zero sugar plus zero sugar added. And it was good. It wasn't life-changing, but it was good. Low calorie, you know, got you feeling a little bit right, okay? Some hard tea. I was about it, okay? So if you have to grab you a hard kombucha, go ahead and try that, all right? Just come on in and get you something. Water is great, though. Water's great. A lot of us are not drinking enough water. So just come on in. The point is, come on in, get you something to relax yourself, to center yourself, ground yourself. Go ahead and take some deep breaths collect yourself, get yourself together. And let's get into this good work of this episode. For those of you who are new, go ahead and share this podcast with a friend, a loved one. I promise you it's going to bless their life. Those of you who are returning, you know the drill. Go ahead and repost this, share this with your loved ones. We get into some juicy topics here on Miss Charm School podcast, and I'm sure those of you who are new are wondering who it is for. Well, Miss Charm School podcast is for boss babes who are looking to reclaim and reconnect to their feminine energy, their sensuality, and their spirituality. The deeper way I like to describe this podcast is for women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? When you're in your womanhood season, it's really a me season. It's really a time in your life where you are learning thyself, mastering thyself, and that is a lifelong process. But when you're in your womanhood season, it's really all about you. Your decisions don't affect other people. They really only affect yourself. When you are elevated into a position of queendom, that can manifest in a marriage, an engagement, uh, taking care of your parents, a leadership position at work, creating your own business and hiring staff and employees. And when you get to a point where you are elevated into queendom in your life, your decisions no longer affect only yourself, but they also affect others. There's a level of responsibility. There's a level of poise and position and title that you have on your life. And you know, you should not just act any old kind of way. I guess you could. But you should not act in your kind of way because your actions affect the lives of other people. And so here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we look to connect boss babes who've grown out of touch with their sensuality, their sexuality, and their feminine energy. We look to help you guys and even myself reclaim and reconnect to that energy. I'll give you a quick little story about myself. I am a, I would consider myself a boss babe, a college educated, master's degree woman in the United States of America and doing her thing in corporate America, working, grinding, uh, climbing the ladder, 
going to all the right schools, going to all the right networking events, putting in the work at the job, all that stuff. I was queen hustle, okay? I didn't just have a job. I authored a book and self-published it. I was an independent consultant helping people expand, helping small businesses expand their brands and their social presence and their branding presence online, helping people launch courses online, eBooks, you name it, launch podcast, edit podcast, all kinds of stuff. I've done it. Okay. And, you know, I used to lead with work. I used to lead with my education. I used to lead with work. Until one day, the relationship I thought was going to turn into the marriage and all the different things just crumbled. The friendships, the this, the that just crumbled. And the reality is, even before those things crumbled, I knew that the work was not as fulfilling. Stretching myself and being busy and being queen hustler and going out and securing the bag and, you know, sleeping only five hours a night and all that stuff that is so heavily saturated in the industry of on, on teaching people how to be successful and how to break away from the pack and stand out and all that stuff. Okay, cool. And it works for a lot of people. But for me, my soul knew that that was not fulfilling. So I was this modern boss babe who, you know, I knew God always. I always felt like I walked with God, prayed, etc. had a strong relationship with God. But I was just out of touch with some spiritual principles. I think God really wants us to work in his will and in his flow and in his timing and in his season. And I was really working in my effort, my energy, my flow, my agenda, my timeline, what I wanted and praying and basically saying, God, would you grant the things that I want? And not really taking the time to have a spiritual practice every day and read my Bible and write and journal. And then also prayer is a two-way street, y'all. It's not just talking to God. It's also listening and being quiet and meditating on scripture and meditating on God's presence and meditating in, in worship and being quiet and listening for God as well, right? Well, if you're a charmer, you know it's a two-way street, okay? If you're new here, that might be new for you. But worship, prayer, spirit, your spiritual practice is two-way. God speaks and God has so much to share with you, but oftentimes we're not listening. We're not taking the time for that. I was one of those people. I was working, grinding, busy, you know. Sure, I love God. I made time for church. I made time for the word, sermons, all that stuff, but I wasn't making time to sit and really listen to God. So it took God, you know, stripping me of the relationships and the things that I really held on tightly to and that I prized and I possessed, that I held, that I possessed and held as a prize in my life. It took God stripping those things for me, for me to really wake up and be honest with myself and, and tell myself that the work was just not fulfilling. The busyness was not fulfilling. The relationship was not fulfilling. The friendship was not fulfilling. You know, they just were pieces that I, I guess, was fitting into my life at the time. And so really in that season of my life, Miss Charm School podcast was born. <clears throat> and as I've been going on my own journey of queendom, my own journey as a modern boss babe, reconnecting to my sensuality, my feminine energy, and also my spirituality, I've been taking y'all on the journey. I've been taking y'all on the journey and you have all been connecting and vibing and sharing your thoughts with me all around the world, men and women 
who reach out to me on social media, Sunday at Sunday Travels, and send me messages. I read them. I see them. Those of you who connect with me and tell me that something blessed your life or you learned something new or you were illuminated about prayer being to a two-way street or those of you who are in your spiritual practice and lighting your candles and sitting on the floor and just all the things. It's been such a joy to go on this journey with you all. And so that's really for my newbies and for those of you who've been here for a while and you just need a, a refresher on the passion of where Miss Charm School podcast comes from. That's that's where that passion comes from. That's how we decided to get into this good work. All right. All right. In today's episode, I really want to talk to you about your thinking. And we've talked about this in past episodes before, but I just, it's been on my heart and on my mind to just circle back to, as a man thinketh, so is he. It's really that simple. How are you thinking about yourself? If your thoughts towards yourself were on loudspeaker right now in your life, what would other people hear you saying to yourself? Would you be encouraging yourself, uplifting yourself, building yourself up, telling yourself that you're that girl or you you that dude? Or would your thoughts on loudspeaker reveal your insecurities, reveal how you verbally beat up on yourself, verbally beat up on your body, your image? Would they reveal um, just lashing and just negative talk to your mind, to your body, to yourself? Now, we're suspending the thoughts towards others. Let's just focus on the thoughts towards yourself. If your thoughts were on loudspeaker, what would they say about you? I want you to think about that. Reflect on that. If your thoughts were on loudspeaker, what would they say about you? Oh, my God, I'm too thin. Oh, my goodness, this. Oh, my gosh, this, right? What are those thoughts? And I want you to pause for a second, reflect on them, write a couple of those thoughts down and realize that your thoughts are things. Your thoughts are actually things. Your thoughts can literally be measured if they were to hook your brain up to one of those electromagnetic machines. Different thought ways literally have an energy currency and the little machine would start moving just off of the energetic thoughts in your brain that you're not even speaking. Your speech has a vibration, absolutely. But your thoughts do too. Your thoughts do too. And a lot of us don't pay attention to that. A lot of us are just letting our thoughts run rampant. And by rampant, I'm not saying that you're just thinking all kind of wild and crazy things all day. I'm saying when it comes to the thoughts towards yourself, are you being kind towards yourself? Or do you allow yourself to run wild on the negative hate speech towards you in your mind? Oftentimes, it's the answer is yes and no. Sometimes we're doing great at feeling good, but sometimes we're only having thoughts of feeling good when things outside of our world are looking good. This good thing happened, this good thing happened, this good thing happened, and therefore now I have pleasant thoughts. And now, because of the pleasant thoughts, I feel good about myself. But I want to encourage you to, yes, celebrate when good things happen into your life. I think I shared before in a podcast episode, stretch the feeling of good. 
So when something good happens, stretch it. Some of us run past feeling good. We run past it. Like, what? okay, what's, where's the next high? Where's the next high? Or some of us don't even allow ourselves to receive compliments because we, oh, girl, this little thing, I got this from Ross. Okay, girl, that's nice, but take the compliment. Stretch the feeling of good. You sip on a delicious tea somewhere and it tastes so good or you have a delicious taco or you go to a beautiful ambiance restaurant. Play it up. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. I love it. Mm, Yes, yummy. So good. Do that. Stretch the feeling good. And trust me, as I'm sharing it with you, I'm 100% preaching to myself because I had to tell myself this week, it's been ups and downs and lefts and rights and all kinds of things. And I've had to, good things have been happening that I do feel really good about. But in mana, even if you are into manifestation and that sort of thing, they'll tell you feeling good matters. You have to tune your energy to the feeling of good. It needs to go from, it needs to switch from externally something happening that makes you have good thoughts and therefore feel good about yourself to you be being a person who dwells in the feeling of good more times than not. And there was an example that I heard a teacher share that it's like a link in a chain. If moment by moment, and I know that that's a very mindful practice, but if you string a link in a chain, which is is a moment by a moment of feeling good, one second of feeling good turns into two seconds of feeling good, turns into three seconds of feeling good. And if you can prolong those seconds, those seconds turn into minutes. And if you can prolong those minutes, those minutes turn into hours. And if you can prolong those hours, those hours turn into days. And if you can string several days in a row, you've strung a week together of feeling good. And if you can string a week, you can string two weeks. And before you know it, you've had a month where you feel good. But it starts by stretching the feeling of good. You have to be in that feeling. And that really starts with your thoughts. Your thoughts. As a man or woman thinks, so are they. And so we can't allow things outside of you, bad news, sickness, dis-ease, stress at your job, stress in your business, an unexpected something negative that happened, flat tire, some unexpected piece of mail, some unexpected whatever it is. You can't allow the things outside of you that are beyond your control begin to speak to and influence your thoughts and therefore your feelings. Because so many of us are stringing together seconds of feeling bad, seconds of feeling frustrated, seconds of feeling um, disappointed, seconds of feeling um, all the negative words. I practice so much the positive words that I'm having a hard time (laughs) finding the negative words frustrated, upset, angry, disappointed, um, 
I don't know. Ang Did I say angry already? Look, those are the only ones I can think of. But y'all know what I'm saying. Pull some negative words together and insert them here. Whatever those feelings, those thoughts that you've been thinking about your job, about the men that you're dealing with or the women that you're dealing with or your children or your family or your situation or your housing or whatever it is. So many of us, even unconsciously, because our thoughts are just running on autopilot, we're stringing together seconds that are turning into minutes, that are turning into hours, that are turning into days, that are turning into months of feeling bad. And if you break that down and say, well, you know, Sunday, overall, I think my life has been pretty good over the last couple of months. Okay, that's great. But what if you break that that scenario down into situations what about your job would you say over the past couple of month couple of months what you do for your career or your business or your job has been good or bad what about your relationship with your team members or your employees or your supervisor what about your relationship with your dad would you say that's good or bad or your mother or your sibling so when you begin to break it down you can take a real quick thermostat and look at what thoughts have you been stringing together when it comes to different situations in your life. I'll be honest, my job has been getting on my last nerves. <laughs> and there was a time where I really was like, oh my God, I love being here. And I saw the crazy, but the I loved being there more than the crazy, like the good outweighed the bad. But lately, I've, I know for a fact I've been stringing together negative feeling after negative feeling after negative feeling after negative feeling and dwelling on it second after second after second turns into minutes, turns into hours, turns into I'm not even at work anymore and I'm talking about it and it's negative and it turns into a week of negativity that feels heavy and burdened and stressful. And you see, even me just saying it to you now, there's a weight to it, right? And those are the negative thoughts I've been putting out there. And when you string those feelings together, guess what? You send out an energy that it can be measured. Your thoughts can be measured. It's a real energy. And then you're speaking about it. So your words are carrying a vibrational energy and you're speaking negative, And therefore, you're creating it in your reality. Because the truth is, it's not that life is happening to you. It's really not that life is lifing right now. We got to rethink that sentence and that statement. Life is not lifing right now. You are lifing your life. You are in the driver's seat of your life. And I know that sometimes we want to throw up our hands and we just don't want to do the work. But I'm sharing with you because I'm in the thick of it myself. I have to realize that my words are creating my lived experience every single day. So when I get up and I'm feeling like, oh, I'm dragging my feet to get to my computer to get work done with whatever it is, that I'm stringing together a negative feeling and stringing together a negative thought and then speaking that negative thought and therefore creating that negative reality. But the good news is we can stop. Hooray. <laughs> The good news is we can stop. The good news is we can plant good seeds in our soil. The good news is we can plant good seeds by having good thoughts, by feeling good and stretching the feeling of good so that it turns into a second, to a minute, to get it, a day, a week, a month. And we stretch that feeling till overall we feel good. 
overall, we can see that negative things are happening, but they have no impact to disrupt our peace, to disrupt our joy. It's not about tit for tat, you're mean to me, so I cut you off. No, it's about planting seeds of joy and fruitfulness and abundance and peace and prosperity and love, 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 love is the highest vibration. It's about reattuning to love and God is love. So it's about connecting our thoughts back to God. Which brings me back to the scripture, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to renew your mind and God wants to help you renew your mind. And why does he want you to renew your mind? Because that's where the transformation comes from. Listen to the scripture, be ye transformed, be changed by, how do you be changed? By the renewing of your mind. Hello? I know what I'm talking about in this podcast. You have to change your mind, change your thoughts, change your life. The reality is that thoughts are things. Your thoughts matter. So if there is a loud speaker right now and other people could hear your thoughts, what do your thoughts say about you? And if you have negative thoughts towards yourself, if you haven't renewed your mind and changed and transformed yourself with the thoughts that you're thinking towards yourself, how could you love someone else? How can you be a friend, a good friend to someone else? You don't even have good thoughts about you. You're verbally attacking you. You're beating up on you. You're hard on you. Can I get an amen? I'm hard on myself a lot, a lot. And so no wonder we live in a world where people are super judgy of others. No wonder we live in a world where people, you know, are stepping on other people's necks and not in a good way. No wonder we live in a world where people are crabs in a bucket because they're not kind to themselves. They're not thinking kind thoughts to themselves. They're dressing up. They look good. They smell good. Okay. But there's a stench of stinking thinking that is permeating their lived experience. Oh, this is good. I'm gonna have to replay this myself. This is good. So I wanna encourage you, check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. And just get in the practice. That's your homework. I want you to get in the practice of checking your thoughts. I'm not even gonna give you a one, two, three step. This is how you transform your thoughts. I'm going to challenge you. I've I've shared many times in this podcast that you should have a spiritual practice. You should have a spiritual practice. Your two aspects of homework is one, check your thoughts. I want you to set an alert on your phone for when you wake up in the morning, pick a morning time, pick an afternoon time and pick an evening time. And I want the alarm to go off on your phone. You can do it. You can go to your, if those of you who have an iPhone, go to your calendar, set an alarm every day at Pick a morning time, pick an afternoon time, and pick an evening time. And just have the alert say, check your thoughts. I used to have one that said, flush your thoughts, like stinking thinking, flush your thoughts down the toilet. Um, and I have a mentor who used to have that in her bathroom on the wall. And it was like, flush your thoughts, flush stinking thinking. And every time she would go to the bathroom and flush, it was it was a way to remind herself anything negative that I'm thinking towards myself, flush it down the toilet. I'm, I'm As I flush this toilet, I'm actively flushing those negative thoughts. That might work for you. But what works for you? I would say put an alert in your phone so that you can get in the habit of checking in with yourself about your thoughts. And the more you get in the habit of checking it, I'm just asking three times a day, three times a day to transform yourself 
by renewing your mind, by checking in with yourself. Three times a day, have an alert come to your phone that says, stinking thinking, question mark, and laugh and giggle and see how you're thinking negative towards yourself. This is not even towards others, just towards yourself. Because the reality is you'll be able to transform the negative thinking towards others the kinder you are going to be to yourself. The kinder and the, and the more you're able to extend grace and be loving to yourself, it'll be easier to, for you to be able to extend that to other people. And you know what? I just gave myself an answer. I've dated people in the past who felt like I was so nice and a unicorn and like, you know, a woman that just, they just couldn't comprehend. And the truth of the matter is they don't have kind thoughts to themselves. I used to say like, oh, they just don't love themselves. I don't, it's hard for them to receive love because they just don't, they like don't really love themselves. And so here goes this person who absolutely does love herself trying to love you. And it's like a foreign language. Like they know it feels good, but they just, they had a very tough time. But that's probably simply because they have a lot of negative thoughts towards themselves. And so when you begin to start checking your thoughts towards yourself, you can then put the new seeds in your garden, water those new seeds in your garden, stop yourself from beating up on yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror, stop yourself, look, Girl, I went to Zara, okay? I'm gonna put them on blast. And I love Zara. They have great clothes, you know, et cetera. Cute stuff, right? Great. But I don't know if the sizes didn't change. I know that I've changed a little bit in my body, but I'm like, these sizes ain't sizing like they used to. Something's not right up in here. And, you know, I just kept going bigger and bigger and bigger. But the bigger I would purchase the clothes, like, okay, they fit, but they don't fit in a flattering way. And sure, I can go get them tailored and this and that, but they're too roomy in the stomach, but then they fit the butt, but then the breasts are like not right. It was just, no. And, you know, I had someone that kept telling me, well, you just can't like, okay, you could go there from time to time, but like you have to start shopping at higher quality stores and start buying pieces from, um, you know, higher end places that like a six is a true six, not, you know, the extra small, small, medium, large stores. You're going to have to go somewhere where a six is a true six, an eight is a true eight, you know what I mean? Um, and shop from places, a four is a true four, a two is a true two and shop there. And I fought with that because I'm like, okay, well, God, if you want to elevate me in my um, wardrobe and in my fashion, okay, elevate my wallets. Let's go. Let's let's get it done. Let's get it popping, God. Okay, eyes ready. You know, but at the same time, I was kind of fighting with that for a while because I was like, I don't want to wear big girl sizes. I'm not a big girl. Like I had, I was having all these negative thoughts towards myself like, oh my God. But then I just started to check myself and I was like, no. I don't want to think that way about myself. I love myself. I love my body. Okay, I'm going to be a little bit braggadocious, but I feel like I get hit on way more now with all these curves I got than I was when I was younger. All right, I'm comfortable. I like my breasts, my boobs, my thighs. Like, I don't want to go back to being how I was when I was 19 years old. I don't. I enjoy the woman that I am today. I like her. Like, we're friends, okay? And that, that's where you have to start with yourself. That's where you have to start. 
embrace yourself. Love yourself for who you are today. You are a unique individual. You're one of a kind. There's nobody. There's an old movie called Karina Karina with Whoopi Goldberg. And she was a maid for this girl. And the dad, I think, end up the white guy dad ended up liking her. Anyway, and she used to tell the little girl, my name is Molly Singer and no one in the world is better than me. And she would have the little girl repeat it to herself all the time. And she went to school and said it in front of the class. And I don't know why, but that, I know that, well, let me rephrase. I was going to say, I don't know why, but honestly, it's the Holy Spirit reminding me in a funny way to tell myself that, look, all of you listening are Molly Singer and there's no one in the world better than you. And take Molly Singer's name out, okay, because that's a fictional character and put your name in there. There is no one in the world. Your name is, say your name. And there's no one in the world better than you. And guess what? There's room enough for all of us to shine our light. Because the way that you speak, the way that you stand, the way that you do your thing is the way that you do it. And I cheer you on because the way you do it is a way that I could never do it because that's not my personality. I'm not wrapped like you. I'm not made like you. I'm not built like you. I don't have your complexion, your skin tone, your knees, your elbows, your eyes. Like you're your own unique person. There are people in the world that ride for you, that love you, that think you're the hottest thing smoking. There's people in the world that ride for me, that love me, that think I'm the hottest thing smoking. And we don't have to be in competition with one another. Somebody doesn't have to be better or worse than the other person. We can truly celebrate one another. But you can only give that gift to someone else if you learn to give that gift to yourself first. You have to be compassionate and kind to yourself first. That's the real self-love that social media keeps promoting. Not this false, I'm going to cut you off because I love myself. I love myself. Sis, if your thoughts are on loudspeaker, what are they saying about you? Bruh, bruh. If your thoughts are on loudspeaker, what are they saying about you? Do you really love yourself? Because it don't sound like it. You're not treating your body like you love yourself when you're stuffing it with this, that, and the third or, you know, abusing this substance or that substance. No, you're not. And I bet if I was to hear your thoughts on loudspeaker, I would quickly understand what it is that you've been battling and what it is that you've been telling yourself that's keeping you stuck in that lifestyle or keeping you stuck circulating and bringing that type of experience back to your life again and again and again. So people, ladies, gentlemen, let's do our work. And it starts with transforming and renewing our mind by checking our stinking thinking and flushing that ish down the toilet. It's not serving us. We don't need it. It doesn't feel good. And instead, stretch it with positive thoughts towards yourself, even if they feel foreign at first. The Bible says to think on the things that are lovely, good, that have a pure, that are pure, things that are good report. And I don't know why. It's like, do we want to just be in the dumps and be negative and feeling bad about ourselves? Like, that's real. Like, we keeping it raw. We keeping it real. Or, you know, I understand, like, sometimes your situation's just effed up, right? Like, you could really live in a situation where it's like, you know what? Like, I'm in poverty. This don't feel good. Like, I can see other people doing better than me. Like, I'm not complacent. I, I feel uncomfortable with where I'm at. Okay, you can be uncomfortable with poverty, but you don't have to hate yourself while you're in it. Do you understand? You can find ways to have gratitude. Like, you know what, God, this is just an experience that I'm passing through. I'm so grateful for this experience because I can already see my testimony and my, ooh, I'm giving y'all the recipe right now. This is how you transform your mind. You stop the thought and you replace the thought with positive 
words. You know what, God, I thank you. This is just a, I'm just passing through. This is my stomping ground. This experience taught me something. It's made me a unique, real, well-rounded individual that is going to have such a powerful testimony. When I make it to the other side, I'm going to be able to tell people, you know what? I slept in my car just like you. I'm raising my hand because I've slept in my car before. Didn't have a place to stay. All right. I've been in extended stay hotels where I was working and staying in extended stay, paying the extended stay while trying to save money for my own apartment. You know, I, I've been all kinds of I've been in all kinds of situations people wouldn't even fathom that I've been in. OK, I've been in institutions for three days. I didn't know I was going to get out praying to God every day like I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I have all kinds of stories and testimonies. If you binge through this podcast, you're going to hear them, okay? Because we get real, real up in here. But I don't look like what I've been through. And people wouldn't attribute certain experiences to me because I've learned how to flush stinking thinking down the toilet. Thank you, Jesus, by God's grace and by God's power, because in and of myself, I cannot do it. But I ran into different teachers and podcasts and books and sermons and scriptures like I'm able to quote on this podcast. I overcame the world with my testimony. And how did I even have a testimony of of a victory or of a miracle? Because I had faith. How did I have faith? Because I had hope. How do I even get faith? The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I got a word. I heard something different. I listened to sermons. I read the Bible. I got a different revelation. I got a new perspective. I collided with truth, divine truth. I con collided with God, which is love, divine truth. And that's what this podcast is serving as a moment for us to collide with divine truth, to co collide with love. And sis, bruh, bruh, wherever you are, God just wants you to know that you can stop yourself from being on that negative pattern. Put your thoughts on loudspeaker. Check your stinking thinking. Flush that ish down the toilet and begin to speak life over yourself. This situation not going to get me. I'm going to get the best of this situation. You know what? I may be where I am right now, but I don't have to feel like it. I can choose to feel good. You know what? All I got is a piece of cheese and a piece of bread and a little stick of butter. But you know what? I'm about to turn this oven on and make me a bomb grilled cheese. You're going to think I was eating gourmet. Do it and laugh at yourself and giggle the whole way through. Have a perspective shift and change. Find the joy even in the small things. It could be taking a walk. Sometimes I like to go walk in my neighborhood just because it feels good. The endorphins, getting some sunshine, walking through the neighborhood, looking at the trees and the colors, getting away from the screens, that feels good to me. That's stretching the feeling of good. Getting your spiritual practice, okay? God is hilarious. God loves you. There's nurturing in the presence of God. There's love in the presence of God. There's peace in the presence of God. Anything that you're seeking for seeking for outside of you is genuinely in you, especially, especially if you have a relationship with God. It's all available to you, literally. You just have to steal away and get connected. I love you, Charmers. There's so much more I could tell you about this. I can go on and on and on and on. I know y'all got great nuggets and gems from this. Hit me up. Let me know what you got from this episode. At Sunday Travel is just about everywhere. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.